Hello and welcome to an episode of EKG. My name is Edgar Guzman. And I'm Sister Kathleen. Happy to have you listening to us today. Uh, and happy Lent, right? Yes, we're, we're happy in the midst Lent. of Lent. Oh, happy, happy Lent. I, I, I never know what to say. I always feel like happy Lent is an appropriate, successful Lent, or how do I greet people? You know, I'm trying to find the equivalent of Happy New Year, like Merry Christmas. I got a call one time on Good Friday that said, Happy Good Friday, and I thought, and then they told me I was transferred to another school. I got to find a good equivalent of that. But I guess in the long term, it Productive. is a happy Lent, though, because at the end of Lent, we're, we're, we're all heading to the resurrection. Right, right. So it is happy Lent, I suppose. It just sounds weird. Like Good Friday. Same good thing. Good Friday, you know? yeah. Uh, I think it was a very common question for a lot of people. Why is it good? We're here. Uh, acknowledging or recognizing oh happy fault or happy fault but that's it that's it that's the beautiful part of our faith is this huge balancing act of just being human right yeah and we'll go into that yeah. that's another episode yeah. uh, richard Rohr is in my head if you guys I, don't know richard Rohr, look look him up yeah every morning you can read yes richard Rohr. yes and but I, i'm right now i'm i'm, I'm listening to his, his talks and it's all about this Living in the tension, living in the opposites. Liminal space. Yes, which is vocabulary I need to learn. But we're, we'll, that's not here today. We'll go into that <laughs> down that road later. I'm not ready for that conversation. Um, but let's, let's talk about Lent. Let's talk about Lent, Sister. Um, what does Lent look like for you? What do you do for Sister Kathleen Drillin? Oh, um, what do I do? First of all, <laughs> Lent, <laughs> Lent is a... a a time I've kind of grown into. I've gone from the childhood faith, like I have to give up chocolate, which mm. for us was not a problem because I'm a daughter That's of a, a dentist, dentist <laughs> and we didn't have chocolate anyway. But um, so um, it, I went through that whole thing. And then I, I went through in high school when I could drive, I actually drove over to the church and went to daily mass uh, mm. during Lent. Um, so, it, what does it mean to me? It, I think it's a, this is going to be kind of ridiculous, but uh, at Sacred Heart, the pastor there told the kids one time in a school mass, Lent is like spring training <laughs> for life. Uh, <laughs> like, And this is when baseball is yeah. starting up and spring training and when you kind of shake off the, the dust of uh, life and and start tending to you tend to your gardens you tend to you do spring cleaning you do all these things and so lent he said for them unless you practice your faith in lent is a time to come in and, and reset or recalibrate mm. your life mm. and so what does that mean yeah. so i have to look for ways that that do that for me you know it, do, do you do you have to look for new ways every year do you feel like um, probably up until about two years ago, <laughs> because I, I kind of look like at, uh, what did, happened to us at COVID was uh, gotcha. as a, a two year extension of Lent. Yeah. And I heard, a, I heard that comment a lot. Like we, we felt like we were in a perpetual Lent. <laughs> right. You know, where you had to take a deep dive into your spiritual life, where you had to, you know, maybe look at the practices that you have in your life and, and are they making you holy or or are they making you unholy? Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's what Lent does. Um, I think that's a point also Pope Francis in the beginning of the pandemic in his book, Let Us Dream. Mm -hmm. right? He basically says, uh, he says, he literally says, 
well, we cannot come out the same. Right. Uh, of this, you know. And right. I think that's part of the, the formula was that isolation and, and that forced inward draw that we all right. did. Yeah, and, like it or not, well, everybody did it, you know. Yeah, and, and are we coming, I ask myself, am I coming out of this better? Mm-hmm. Am I uh, a happier, holier, and whole person uh, before or after? And maybe that's what I should have been doing all along with these little mini pandemic times mm-hmm. of Lent, yeah. you know. And it wasn't... A, yeah, that's the same purpose, the same idea, the theme, right? Right. We go into this season to come out differently, not the mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then you... You, you dive back into life, which is Easter, and, mm-hmm. and resurrection. So how, how resurrected am I going to be at the end of uh, mm, like the Lenten time and really wa- walk into the Easter time? And then, then you slip back into the old ordinary time where all those bad things, are, or not bad, just lazy things creep back in. So it, it's kind of a cycle, and it happens every year for us, and I think it's good. And um, You know, it, not bad things. I, I, you're, like, but that, you're correct. It's not bad things, but that, that made me think of what it is then. It's, it's we, we become comfortable. We, beca- we go into a routine, and those things on their own is not bad. I think it's the intentionality right. behind those things. Right. If we're just well, a good example that we always use is going to Mass, and just clocking in and out, right. right? Right. There's there's no heart behind it. So are you comfortable? Fine. But what's the heart behind that? You know. Exactly. If you're going through a routine, because we all have a routine. As a new father, I I live off routines. I need to, or else I don't do anything. But where's the heart behind that? Right. right. So I think ordinary time in our season. Right. I, you're right. I think it's easy to just be like, okay, we're done. Back to regular program. Right. You know, this is the heart. The heart of things. So I do. I do make agreements I think with with God with community with my family uh, during Lent I make agreements of what am I going to do that will make me a better person and make me holier and whole um, but I also then say what things do I have to put put down so mm. that I it, and sometimes it, it, it means just taking more restful time not filling up my day with Things, you know. Uh, where, where in your faith life did you transition to that mindset of of recognizing that sometimes you have to put stuff down? And because we always hear what the popular thing is, what are you giving up? Right. Or what are you taking on? You know, what happened in in your life that made you kind of switch tracks of what Lent, of the sacrifices of Lent, and what that means? Does that make sense? Uh, that that's not a I guess it's not a one-time thing. No, right? I think it, 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 I think it, it was there's January. a couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the twenty-third. Of, yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, but it's a, it's a shift of mindset. It is. Yeah. It is. It's. It's so, like. And some people never do that. Never reach that point. No. No, and and that's. I think that's what makes it so hard. Um, I, I just told somebody this morning about. And we were talking about stations across, and I was relating a, a story of a. a you know, someone during venera- uh, veneration of the cross on Good Friday, you know, and this this woman was coming up the aisle and struggling, and she had a she was carrying an oxygen tank, mm. and she had the oxygen you know cord and everything, and I could tell, and she was older, 
And so I just stepped out in the aisle to walk with her to help her because she was really terribly sad about what happened to Jesus. And, and mm. she was struggling herself to, to just even breathe. And so I put my arm under her arm to just help her up there. And she wanted to kneel down on the step and pr pray for poor Jesus who was on the cross, you know. <laughs> and I just knelt with her because I thought she's going to have to get up. Mm -hmm. And But I was aware of the fact that this is what I was called to do at that moment. And that's how I could adore the cross. It was her cross, obviously. Oh, I got you, got you. And when she started to get up, what I thought she started to get up, uh, I just sort of put my hand back under her arm to lift her up. And she got very upset with me. She mm. hit my, I, my arm away and she said, I am not finished. Cool. And I was like, whoa, you know, I was trying to be nice, you know, yeah. and my first thought was, so get up yourself when, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go back to my pew. But I stayed with her in that. And so it's, it's, it's like not, it's like, how are you, Kathy, being present, present in situation, even when somebody doesn't want you? or your help, or your this, yeah. or that. Because Jesus hung on that cross for three hours, and he was present to every anguish of the whole, plus the people around him and yeah. everything else. So I don't know when in my life I flipped into that, but I think it's an accumulation of all those little moments. That you know? Okay, I see that, I see that. Um, you know, I, I think for me, uh, I, I saw that, and giving these things up were, were hard and I never succeeded, you know, the sugar or whatever it was. Um, and I didn't succeed all the time. But I, I think in learning about the faith and questioning the faith, I think is a very beautiful thing. That's, I think that's how I matured in my faith was questioning, not being scared to ask questions, that we are invited to do that. I think the church needs to do a better job at promoting yeah, that. <laughs> and, and then, yes, and then there comes the answers. But I think realizing that there aren't there aren't answers sometimes. Mm -hmm. in, in, in our Western world of thinking and society, it's very much a no, no, we want that. But um, as, a, as a young man, uh, after high school, you know, I started thinking, you know, is this, does this change my heart giving up sugar? Does this change my heart, you know? Yeah. You know so I was like, no, I need to do something that changes me, that makes me a better version of Edgar that I'm not, something that I'm not doing now. And I'll fail at those, but I'll try, right? Right. And luckily in this world, we hear that message, if you fall, get up back up again and try. And so in that sense, the secular world was also present there. <laughs> but, but I started asking myself, if the whole point of following Jesus to be better and, and to the conversion of heart is these practices of Lent, of giving up whatever, you know, has that really changed my heart? No, not, didn't. Not for me, at least. It didn't at all. So I started taking on things. Because taking on things was a lot harder, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I, and, but you're right. There wasn't just a one instance or one event that changed that. It was it was a series of, of years of transitioning mindset. Oh yeah. Of, of, of yeah. questioning. And, and still, it's happening. I mean, I don't think that's ever going to go away. And that's why Lent comes it around should've. every year. You know, we got to go through this cycle again and again and again and again. And hopefully, it's a, it's more like a spiral rather than a timeline. Mm. You know, that, that we're coming back around at it and we're going, you know, spiraling up and out. You know what? I, I connect this right now. You said, "Thank God we have Lent every year." It made me think of of, of uh, the Exodus, and Moses. 
of, of was it clearing debts and like restarting every seven years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that was, uh, in their sense, uh, some, some season of Lent, right? Reset. Oh, it is. That's, that's what it was. Every seven years, they reset. Yeah. And we, we, we used Lent to kind of do that, right? Well, and even the Jewish faith, when it comes to that, that Exodus time and Passover, they clean their whole house. They throw out mm, old food wow. in, the, in the cupboards. Uh, it's kind of like they're, uh, you know, used by this time. Yeah. Well, you gotta, sell by date stuff. Yeah, <laughs> sell by dates. Best and all buy, used by. And, and it, it is that cleaning out. It, 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 it's a new life. In, in, in springtime. Uh, that to me, from the Old Testament, from the the Jewish faith to do that every year. And they, in doing that, the exodus happens again. Mm. You know, you go through a new plagues and things yeah, like that. Yeah. The exodus, they bring it to the moment, you know. And I, I kind of think that's what we do by our celebration of the Eucharist each time. We call down and it happens again. And, you know, and it, it shouldn't get old. It should always be ever new. But being human mm. beings, we're always, you know, we get into the routine and sometimes just miss it. So. We're, we're so fragile. That's, that's something else I'm carrying on uh, recently is noticing how, f- how fragile we are as human beings. How, and to, to be mean to us, how pathetic, you know, sometimes we are, how, how sensitive our egos are. And, and, and if we're able to get past, and I'm, I'm speaking this way not because I've done it, not by, not by long <laughs> shot, but I recognize what lies beyond those mm-hmm. things, right? Beyond my ego, beyond me having all the answers, beyond me receiving praise. Our whole faith calls us to surrender to Christ. Yeah. We can't do that. It is so hard for us to do that. And again, this is where Lent comes in, to, to, to draw us down to, and surrendering just a smidge more. You right. know? Uh, and to do it without the praise. You know, I love, I love the whole beginning, that it, the, the reading we had yesterday for, for Ash Wednesday is, don't do it where everybody can see it. You know, secret. but we, I always look at this thing. So he tells us not to do that. And then what do we do? We smack a big old ash, ash on, on the head. So that everybody knows. And everybody comes on Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Which I, is beautiful, I think. Yeah. I, I almost wished we would have gone, we would have kept the practice we had during pandemic, where we just put the ashes Sprinkled. on the top of the yeah. head. Mm-hmm. I know they're there. I'm the only one that has to know they're there, mm-hmm. you know, but... I'd say that's true. I'm the only one that needs to know that's there. But the whole point is for others to see you exhibit that. You, you use that example a lot, All sister, right. of, of your order. Right. right. You don't have the habit on. Right. You said, well, they should know I'm a... I'm a I'm dedicating my life to Christ by my actions, by exactly. what I do. I'm a sister from the outside in yeah. and the inside out. You know, yesterday, yesterday surprisingly, uh, we're giving away that we record this ahead of time. That's okay. It's no, no big secret. Uh, but for Ash Wednesday, I didn't receive ashes till the very last service that we did at uh, Clovis Community College. Uh-huh. We visited Fresno Pacific. We visited Fresno City and Clovis Community. All successful. Thank you, everyone who's a part of the Newman Center community and uh, praying for us and making that happen. Um, very beautiful. But I received it at the very end. And, it was, uh, and in a way, I didn't want to receive them, sister. It was, it was, and it was subconscious. At that moment when I received them, I, I kind of said, mm. in an instant, I, I kind of felt... I, I, should, I probably didn't. I shouldn't have gone. But I, but I think that was a driving factor. 
Yeah. Because Ash Wednesday was special. It, it always is yeah, to me. It, me too. But that's the first time where, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. I didn't regret getting them, but I could have gone not without, without getting them. Yeah. I, I, I need to sit with that still. I need to discern that. Well, it's really... What does that mean? What is that? Why? Well, right. it's funny because I first of all thought I should get up and go to the earliest service and get mm-hmm. my ashes so everybody yeah, yeah. sees my ashes on my head. And then I thought, why do you want everybody to see the ashes on your head? Mm-hmm. So I waited until I was going to the 1115 Mass when we had it. And I, I got my ashes then, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought, because I'm playing into kind of this thing that I want everybody to see. But it is... I, what I love is happening in the church right now is we're encouraging anyone can receive ashes. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to be a baptized Catholic to receive ashes. And so people that don't that lack in their own spiritual life these outward signs, which sacraments mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and rituals are outward signs of an interior, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah, the, my Baltimore catechism <laughs> coming through here. But... Yes, it, it it's necessary, but it, you should go around like you have the ashes on your head all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. All. But, and, and you know, the way I, I was like, no, this is okay, because when people see me, it reminds them what you know. If they haven't gone, they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, it's right. Wednesday, I should go. Right. So if anything, we we wear it as a reminder for others. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and it's not just by your ash will you be saved. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, and the more ashes you get, the more saved you become. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we, we hear three three uh, practices or three themes of Lent. Uh, we hear them sometimes. We hear them in readings, but we also we hear the preaching upon it by uh, m- many religious leaders. Uh, prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. Right, uh, sister. Can you tell us a little bit more about those three three factors as to where they came from? Why why we focus on them on on so much on during Lent? I think they're they're grounded in in some of St. Paul's uh, writings, but it's kind of like, I look at it as as if you have a stool that has three legs. Oh, gotcha. You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, those are the three legs of of the spiritual life, not just during Lent, you know, prayer and almsgiving, like to to really give from Mm -hmm. from your heart to others, and then fasting. And... uh, I have a new regard for fasting now because mm. a lot of times we see that people get into areas in their life that are not good because they're they're overeating or they're nervous eating or it's feeding an, an addiction or feeding something in, in you. And so fasting really means uh, take care of yourself. Yeah, I'm glad you say that, sister, because that's, you know, prayer, almsgiving, understood. Fasting, you know, it's a young a young. Yeah. youth in high school or anything it was always a little difficult for me to to understand because you usually think of not eating right of 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 um of, of not eating out or you're eating too right. much I, I think especially in the western world you know that's easy right. to think of i i just never could relate to that yeah you know and so it forced me again to think of it differently i'm i'm quite the opposite i shared this with with the students on on ash wednesday because we were sharing, you know, to hold ourselves accountable right. what we're right. doing or mm-hmm. taking on. And for me, this is like the second or third year. I, fasting is easy for me <laughs> because I don't eat well, you know. Because yeah. I, I probably eat, you know, on a good, in a good day, I'll eat two good, really, meal, you know, good meals. Uh, and that's bad. 
And it's bad because I'm, I'm always on the go. I, I get lost in my work. I don't do things. I'd, I don't like eating out, but I also didn't cook. So what do I do? You know, and I just prolong this, right. this thing. And I think others can relate to this. I know I'm not the only one. So I said, fasting is easy for me. Yeah. And it's not making a conversion of heart. It's not going to change me. So it's, um, that what I'm doing is the opposite of, 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 of what we're uh, suggested to do, right? right? Is, is of, of fasting. It's like quite the opposite then. Then I'm going to eat uh, three good meals a day. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep well, you know. Right. So I said, I'm going to be intentional about my meals and intentional about my sleep, my rest, my, my taking care of myself. And what you're fasting from is being a workaholic. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, yeah. or and meeting I hate, everybody's I hate that. That's, tra- that's applicable tra- to me, but I guess that's true. You but know. yeah, you're right. That's what I'm fasting. Right. right. So, so it's, it's, not, it's not just food. Food. It's not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or drink. It's but in this sense, it is for me, I guess. But on the other side, end of the scale, right? Um, so fasting is yeah, take care, taking care of yourself, and I think all of us have some sense of fasting that needs to be done, whether it is actual substance meals or another part of our lives. Um, but I think we need to define that a, a little bit better because we I, really have to come out of Lent on the on the side of of the resurrection as better, healthier spiritual beings, mm. not emaciated and yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> overworked. We're and... going into the season to come out better. Yes. Right, to yes. change. How have we changed? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful season. I think it's becoming one of my favorite seasons oh, yeah. in, in, the, in the church calendar. It's just so tough. <laughs> and one of the things I get, where, somewhere in my, in my learning or something, I realized or I was taught in a, in a in a probably in my master's program, that Sundays are not Lenten days. Yes, yeah, they're little mini Easter's. They're little mini. I'm Easter. glad you mentioned that. Every, we got to get that message out there. <laughs> and and that whatever you're doing, you should rejoice for the Sunday. And so whatever I'm giving up or doing or whatever, I I, I celebrate Sundays as a Sabbath day. A day of rest. I have an, uh, if I can possibly do it, I, I cook a nice meal. I have time with my family or friends and things like that. So it's just, um, it's just. Uh, and I love that. Again, going back to the theme of resetting, mm-hmm. Sundays are our resets too. Right? Mm-hmm. We can look at it that way, mm-hmm. right? If we were to not counting, because Sundays aren't counted in the 40 days. No, they're not. Yeah. So neither, to, to it, think, neither is. Uh, Holy Week. Holy Week. Yeah. Uh, well, Holy Thursday. It ends on Wednesday. The, the tritium yeah. is not counted part of that. Um, but there's our reset, our weekly reset, if we come to Mass on right. Sundays. Right. But the beauty is we can reset every day. We can reset within the days. That's the point, right? We, can, we, exactly. we have, the, we have the, the capacity to start anew with Christ, to start anew with God, to be a new person. And, and again, that's a theme we hear in the secular world, too. Today is a new day. You can change. But then any hour, any minute of the day, any second of the day, we can decide to be anew. And for us Christians, that means anew in Christ. And Christ gives us that opportunity to be better, to be the best version of ourselves. That's being called to sainthood. Right. And I go back to yesterday's gospel. People should not know that you're suffering through Mm -hmm. Lent. Mm -hmm. They should see a happy whole person moving through and, you know. And the scripture says the opposite. Wash your face. You know exactly. 
you know, stand up, wash your face. You know, I love the part, don't throw your money in so everybody could see, see it. it. Yeah. You know, when you give alms, give it in secret. And that's why we have the felt around the collection basket. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so no one can hear it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you, Sister Kathleen. This, yeah. this is a beautiful time during Lent. I think as a community, it is important to do it together. Yes. Right? All these individual practices are great. But we know that our, our faith calls us to do this together, to accompany right. one another. And Pope Francis is a big champion of that. He's talking about we need to walk together. So, so let's do that together. To our listeners here, uh, we'd love to hear what you're doing, what you're, what you're uh, giving up or taking right. on or any thoughts that you may have. Email us, comment on this, uh, let us know. Uh, we are a community. Sister and I walk with each other. <laughs> But I, we walk with everyone who's, who are listeners, too. Right. We are a community. Right. We can't forget about that. And thanks to technology, we're able to do that. Right? And spread the word. If Maybe this could be somebody's list, uh, Lenten practices yeah. to just join the conversation. Yes, dialogue. That's yeah. what we're doing. Thank you so much for joining us. We're praying for you yes. and, and for your family. And, and uh, I should add, we should add that let's join in prayer for Ukraine and, and Russia, what's going on over there, uh, and for refugees and peace everywhere. We know it's just not there, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, there are wars around this whole globe other than Ukraine. Yeah, so. Yeah. so we pray for, for world peace. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be praying for you until next time. Yeah. Happy Lent. Mm-hmm.